Good morning. It's good to be to be back uh, in every nation. I've been away. Uh, I'm based in Kluang, my hometown. I'm there now because of mom and dad. Mom is having dementia. Dad is going through all kinds of uh, illness and has been there. But it's been an amazing journey. And so this morning, with uh, Pastor Tim saying, hey, if you're in town, do come and share with us. I, I take it as a great joy. Let's just begin with a bit of prayer, shall we? Father, we thank you for every Sunday when we come to a church like this. We can sit down, we can enjoy the worship, we can listen to your voice. We can be home, we can hear you, we can be comforted. So Lord, this morning, we want to surrender this time to you and ask that, Lord, you speak to us in a very intimate and special manner. We pray all this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Tell me, tell me about the God you know. Teach me, teach me so that I can grow. Show me, show me the Bible in your hand. Help me, help me to understand. Oh, dear Mr. Chairman, on the chair that you are sitting upon, do help me to understand the God you know. You know, studying God is about theology. Big name, Theo, God, Logi, study. How well do you know God is dependent on the experiences that you have with God, a God that we can't see, a God that we can't touch. But truth be told, praise the Lord, He came in the form of Jesus. And for that, let's look to 1 John chapter 1, verse 14 to verse 18. The Word became flesh, Jesus, the Word became flesh, and make His dwelling among men. We have seen His glory. All right. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Herein we learn two very powerful concepts of the doctrine of the Bible, grace and truth. I'd like you to turn to the person next to you and say the word grace. Now turn to the other person and say the word truth. Verse 15, John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, He is, this is he of whom I say, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace. Has you, have you ever thought of what it means? Grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one, no one, no one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is Himself God. Pacific, are you telling me that if I see Jesus, I've seen God? Yes. You have seen Jesus, you have seen God. But the only Jesus I know right now will be either from the experiences I go through in church or the Bible that you are holding right now. Yes. And this Jesus is in the closest relationship with the Father has made him known. I'd like to introduce to you today that in life, you will sit on certain chair. Figure of speech. The chair is a figure of speech. You will sit on certain chair. And on that chair, when I ask you about God, you will be able to tell me about God. My prayer is that you have a chair to sit on. Some of you, you don't even have any chair to sit on, and you're always very rushing. But when you're sitting on a certain chair, when I ask you, tell me, tell me, tell me about God. Wow, the way you tell me about God 
is full of truth, full of grace. Let me introduce to you the first chair. I will call this chair the arm chair. I'm going to ask my friend and actor, Joey, to bring out the first chair, and I'll, let, I'll just pretend that this is the armchair. All right, can we have the armchair out now, Mr. Joey? So pretend with me that this is the armchair. And uh, Joey, why don't you just sit on the armchair? All right. Oh, can you show us how you normally sit on armchair? If this is an armchair, how would you? Oh, not bad. <laughs> could, you, could, you, could you cross your leg? Yeah, all right. Okay. Could you yawn? All right. Could you pretend to be reading a book? A newspaper. 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 This is how Joey reads his newspaper. Oh, not too bad. And on the armchair, you have time to watch TV. Just imagine that everybody out there right now is a huge mega screen. You just flip the channel, you know, give an expression of a horror movie. Give an expression of a love movie. Give an expression of a very sad movie. <laughs> and of course, you are tired now. You sleep on an armchair. In your sleep, with the capacity of your lungs, I'd like you to snore as loud as you can so that our sound man behind can capture it, all right? So ready? One, two, give the every nation snore, right? Ready? One. Wow, awesome. <laughs> One last thing. On the armchair, when you have your armchair, that's something that you also do. Read your Bible. Pretend to be reading your Bible on the armchair. Wow. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Amazing faith. Every nation. North, east, south, west. Wow. And show us how you pray on the armchair. Let's give Joey a big hand. Thank you very much. The armchair, when you are sitting on the armchair and when you are spending time with God on the armchair, and if I, if I were to ask you about God on the armchair, what are you doing? You are telling me about the truth of God. It is an experience that you have gone through. It is certain feeling that you have gone through. But on the armchair, when it's comfortable, you are able to tell me about the God you no, the truth about God. You see, the important thing in life is this. Do you even have an armchair? Some of us, we are so busy in life that we don't have an armchair to sit on, figure of speech. For some of us, an armchair is church. We are so busy that we do not have time even to come for weekend service, even though there's a multiple service. There's no armchair for you. We are so busy that you have not taken your retreat, your time alone with God. For some of you, your armchair may be a place like Cameron Highlands. For some of you, your armchair may be a life group leader where you spend time with your life group leader. And what you're hearing, you're hearing about the truth of God. How do you worship God on an armchair? Okay, I'm a bit old school, so I cannot remember all the Every Nation songs because they're really high level. But when I'm rested on an armchair, when there's no music accompaniment, drums and all that, I go for simplicity. I will sing songs like, God is so good, God is so good, God is so good, He's so good to me. I like the way Joey knelt down just now. If no one is looking, 
I probably will also kneel down. I will probably sing songs like, In the quiet of the night, where no one sees, I come on bended knees to say, Jesus, you are my everything. You are so precious to me. What's happening to my life right now? I have found a space. I have found a place. I have found a moment where I can spend time with God to know the truth about Him. That is very important. But while that is very important, if all we know is just truth about God, something is just quite missing. Because if forever in your life, if that's the only chair you sit on, this will be the only pulpit that you have. And every time I ask you to tell me about God, you will tell me powerful truth about God. Oh, I really respect you. You will tell me theology. Wow. You can go into systematic theology. Wow. You are amazing because you have that time. Now, remember, some of you don't even have the time, but you should have the time. But if, all, if, if that's all you have, I think the experience is a little bit, um, the English word that comes to my mind is truncated. Tachukop, we need fuller. Do you have an example in the Bible that people that sit on the powerful people that sit on the armchair? Oh yeah, there are many. The one that came to my mind is the three friends of Job. You know the story of Job. Now, the attention is not on Job. I want you to put the attention on the three friends. The three friends, as you know, were speaking rhetoric to Job. They were telling Job about the truth about God. They were telling Job about who God is, how powerful God is. They were telling Job all that. Job is listening about the truth of God. It's true, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. But how is it that at the end of the chapter, we know that God actually scolded the three friends for telling the truth about God? I repeat again, God was actually scolding the three friends for telling the truth about himself. Why, God, why do you scold the three guys who are saying the truth about yourself? Because life is more than just truth. Okay, so exactly what were the three friends talking to Job about? Well, the big name, if you have sat on armchair long enough, is called the doctrine of retributive justice. What it basically means is this. Number one, God is good. Number two, God is in control. Number three, God bless you when you come to church. God bless you when you do good. Number four, if you do bad, God will punish you. From biblical history, you see that. And therefore, if you are going through something bad in your life right now, you must have done something wrong. By itself, that's truth. But you and I know something is still quite missing because you have been sitting on the armchair, you have been coming to church. Uh, please, it doesn't mean you don't come to church. I'm just saying that you have been coming to church and you have done the church rehearsal for the longest of time and pandemic has showed you what is called church fatigue. But you know a lot about God, you know? You know a lot of truth about God. Therefore, you will need, you will need, you may have, you may want to pray, you may want to ask God for a second type of chair. And the second type of chair is what I call the wheelchair. Joe, could you bring up the wheelchair? All right. We have seen you sitting on the armchair. Now, can you sit on the wheelchair? 
All right, okay, and a wheelchair. Let me help you here. You can't do this alone. All right, very cool, huh? Yeah, all right, okay, cool. All right, uh, how, how, how do you sit on a wheelchair? Okay, could you wheel yourself? I know you're strong. Could you wheel yourself with great difficulty? Uh, like faster? Until you're very tired? Could you show that you're really tired right now? And everybody who sits on a wheelchair, you're in a wheelchair because of certain pain. Now, can you show the face of excruciation? It's an English word that comes from the cross of Jesus Christ. Excruciating. So you're really in pain. So give a pain, a, a look of pain, stare right into the camera so that everybody online right now will see what, how painful it is like for you. Ready? One, two, go. Thank you. Let's give Joe a big hand. Thank you very much. The difference between a numb chair and a wheelchair is this. On a wheelchair, you need to be pushed by somebody. After a while, you get tired. On the armchair, you are telling me truth about God. If you are sitting on a, on a wheelchair right now, if I were to ask you, hey, tell me about God. Hey, just, just, just tell me about God. Tell me, tell me about a God you know. Teach me, teach me. I want to grow. Show me, show me from the Bible in your hand. Help me, help me. I want to understand. How will you tell me about God. Will you tell me about the truth of God? I think you will. Of course you will. But suddenly, when you're on a wheelchair, now you talk to me about God. It's different. Now, somehow, the things you say may be the same, but somehow now, the things you tell me about God, it's filled with grace. On the armchair, you know God. On a wheelchair, you need God. On the armchair. Songs like God is so good, more meaningful. On a wheelchair, <laughs> will you sing God is so good? You may, but you may not sing it so celebratively. But maybe in this season of your life, the songs suddenly change a little bit. Songs like in my generation again, songs that probably will be more meaningful for me will be like, Amazing Grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. In Christ alone, I place my trust. And find my glory in the power of the cross. In every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope is Christ alone. You know, Apostle Paul used to sit on the armchair. His name was Saul. You talk to Saul in the days of Saul. He knew the truth about God. Of course he knew the truth about God. Pharisees of all Pharisees. His teacher is Gamaliel. Hebrew of all Hebrews. He knows Jehovah inside out. But not enough. If Paul, if Saul, had never sat on that chair, he will never transform from Saul to Paul. And if that didn't happen, today you and I will not be sitting where 
you are. What happened to Paul? When Paul was on this chair, and you know the story, when Paul was on that chair, letters from the officials, I am going to go to Damascus, I'm going to find every Christian who believe in Yeshua, Jesus, I'm going to drag them out, I'm going to throw them to prison. With that letters, he went to Damascus. And you know the story, on the the way to Damascus, for the first time in his life, he heard the voice of God, the God whom he thought was Jehovah, now becomes the voice of Jesus. It sounded something like this, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. The brilliance of the light blinded him, and for the next three days, he was on his armchair. In the darkness of his mind, he was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And Ananias need to come and pray for him and say, Brother Saul, be healed. What happened to that man and this man? Does all the knowledge about the truth of God just disappear? No. We need the Saul who has all those knowledge to sit here for him to write all the Pauline epistles, and today we call it theology. We need him to do that, but somehow not complete. God needed him to sit here. And when he sat on this chair, you look at his life. When he was first told, wow, man, Paul, now that you're an apostle, you you are better than Barnabas. You put all the apostles together. You put all the super apostles together. You call them the Marvel apostle. No, you are the best. And what did Paul say? Paul says, no, 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 no. You put all of them together, all of them together. I am the least of all the apostles. In the book of Ephesians, much later part of his life, they say the same thing. Whoa, whoa, Paul, 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 Paul. We really, we really admire you. I mean, we really, really think you, have, you are the missionaries of all missionaries. And what did he say? He said, no, 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 no. Years ago, he said, you put all the apostles together. Now he said, no, no, no. You put, you put, you put, you put, you put all the saints together. You put everybody in every nation here together. You just line them all up. Huh? I tell you, I am the least of God's people. Wow. Much humble. Towards the tail end of his life, the accolades were still the same. Whoa, amazing, amazing. I mean, after all these years, you're still going strong. You are the best apostle. You are the best missionary. And what did Paul say? Paul said, no, 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 no. I tell you what. In the company of all sinners, you put everyone who has done the worst thing in life together. I tell you. I am the worst of all sinners. What has happened to that man and who is sitting now on this chair? He has matured. He has got to know another part of God that he will have never known if he's sitting on that chair for the longest of time. Right now, he became the apostle of grace. That's why he can write words like, it is true in weakness. It is in weakness that you find the grace of God. It is in weakness that the grace of God is made perfect. Obviously, by now, you will know that if there's one chair, two chairs. By the way, there's many chairs. You're going to know there's going to be a third chair. Now, the third chair may be a problematic right now because before Joey brings out the third chair, I am not sure whether is the third chair a necessity in your Christian walk. I repeat again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure should you be praying for the third chair. But I do know 
I do know Christians, we do sit on a third chair. And it will not be a chair you want to pray for. But just in case you're sitting on that chair today, I want you to also know that you are somebody very precious here to all of us. What's the third chair? Well, I just call the third chair the electric chair. We have seen Joe on the armchair. We have seen him on the wheelchair. And now we will see you on the electric chair. <laughs> Immediately he say his prayer. Could you show us now how do you sit on an electric chair? It's striped. Wow, this is a very good criminal. He striped himself. <laughs> Most of the time, you know, wow. All right. His movements are limited. And he knows the only reason why he's sitting on this chair is because he has done something wrong. It's proven wrong. He deserves it. Has he not done wrong before? He has. But when he's done wrong here, it's okay. By the grace of God, I escape. Who? By the grace of God, I escape. You keep escaping. You keep trying. You take God's grace for granted. One of these days, you are going to sit on this chair. Oh, the truth about God is this. God is so good. God, is God going to be still good there? You know God is still very good here. So we're going to demonstrate how the electric chair works. I have a level here in my hand. On the count of three, I'm going to pull it down. When I pull it down, I need your help. I need your help to make the electric sound that goes something like this. And we're going to do it for 10 seconds. So that for 10 seconds, at the viewing gallery, you have a chance to see how a man is electrocuted. It's not every other day you get to see it. And those of you who are watching online, right now, I present to you how a criminal, how a man is electrocuted on the electric chair. So on the count of three, get ready. You want to say your last prayer? Lord, I'm sorry. All right, okay. Okay, ready, one, two, Go. Die. Well, let's give it a great hand. Thanks. I'm convinced that every nation has got great actors. The truth about God. Grace about God. Didn't we say, you know, grace upon grace? What's grace upon grace? Isn't this also, isn't mercy also grace? Mercy is different from grace. Mercy is grace upon grace. When I'm sitting here on this chair, you ask me about God. It's not so much about the truth of God that I'll tell you. It's not even so much about the grace of God. When I'm sitting on this chair, I just want you to know I want to tell God, God, I'm really sorry. I deserve to sit here. I deserve it. I'm very sorry. And before I go, if you ask me about God, I will tell you about the mercies of God. Now, the first person can talk to you about mercy. The first person can theologize about mercy. The first person can preach about mercy. But it's this person here who sits on this chair who really understand what mercy it's all about. What are the songs they're going to sing here when you're sitting on this chair? God is so good. Yeah, I suppose so. 
Amazing Grace. Yes, that's a standard song we sing before funeral. But funeral, it's different. This one is an electrocution. So what other songs would you want to sing to the Lord? I don't know. There are many. The one that came to my mind every time, if I'm ever sitting on this chair, I will worship God with songs like, Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus, I will never let you go. You have taken me from the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock. Now I know I love you. I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. My Savior, my closest friend, I will worship you until the very end. I will worship you until the very end. Do we have people in the Bible who have sat on this chair? There are many, but I think the classic one is the picture of Calvary. One man hung next to Jesus, could still taunt Jesus, you see, because the chair you sit on, the way you sit, will define your philosophy. This guy is dying. He's dying. He could still look at the Savior and say, <laughs> if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, please come down, save yourself, and just do us a favor, please save me also. But the other person, the other person, what a contrast. He is on an electric chair. He look at Jesus, and he says, Jesus, remember me when you come to your Father's kingdom. You see, it's not just about three chairs. It's just not about which chair you sit on. It's about whether do you know God. And what is the God that you believe in? It all depends on which chair that you sit in. Oh, but Pastor Victor, you said just now that I shouldn't be praying for an electric chair, right? In fact, shouldn't it be that we will never, never... It's true. In fact, if you have never sat on a wheelchair, you deserve to come to every nation. Because every nation really, you're always sitting on this chair. It's great. Every nation, or for that matter, any other church, the grace of God for people who have gone through tough times. Because on this chair, it's not your fault sometimes. When you're on this chair, you're having cancer. You just got fired from your job. You got a breakup in your marriage. Your spouse left you. Your children got into drugs. That is why you're on this chair. And you want to know God's grace more. And that is why you are in church. The sad truth, I think, the sad truth in church today is this. It's those of us who are sitting on this chair. We will not want to go to church because you do not deserve to come to church because you have done something very wrong. And if you are even in church, please pretend to look holy. Please lift up the hands and worship the Lord because nobody knows what you have done. You think the secrets are hidden in your heart. God knows. And every time you talk to God, you feel that God wants to punish you. But today, I want you to know that if you're ever sitting on that chair, please come to church. Do you know why? Because we need you. If you do not come to church, if I'm always sitting on this chair, I will never understand mercy. I can talk to you all about mercies. I can talk to you a lot about God. But sometimes I have to keep quiet and just hear about your journey with God. And your journey with God, it's precious, it's special 
for the other two of us. And very interestingly, Paul says that what is important are not just the chairs, but the foundation on which the chair is built on. And he says you can build on any foundation, but the most important thing is the foundation is Jesus. The Word became flesh and dwelt among men. And therefore, in closing, I go back again to the verse, uh, to the writer of the book of John, to the end part of his life. He says this. He says, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, be with us in truth and in love. I love the way Jared just now um, expounded on, on uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. See, he was sitting on this chair, and it's powerful. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness shall be added unto you. And he beautifully said it, that it's not so much of something that you have that you seek God. I love it, Jared. The way you said it was, it's sometimes something that you don't have. That is why you're seeking God. If Jared is sitting on this chair right now, how will he expound Matthew 6, 33? It may be slightly different. He will say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Even though you are going through the worst of time, you can still serve God. You can still seek God. Very true, but a lot more grace. If you are sitting on this chair, what has just happened to Matthew 6.33? Well, I agree with you that you should seek first the kingdom of God. But the truth is this. It's not me who seek God. It's God who sought after me. And I remember in the Bible, there's a verse, you know, that says that seek the Lord while He may be found. And even though I'm on this chair, I can still seek God because when I just lift up my hand, He will reach out to me. And every one step I take, even though I'm in a wheelchair, God will take 10 steps closer towards me. Therefore, don't be afraid, don't be shy, don't feel condemned. Come, take two steps. Take, just take two steps towards God. God will take a hundred steps closer towards you because that is the mercies of the Lord. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we thank you that the God we worship is the God of truth. You're not fake, but you're real. Father, we thank you that the God that we worship is the God of grace. Because, Lord, it is only by grace and grace alone that we understand the meaning of salvation. Father, we thank you that the God that we worship is also the God of mercy, that we can do things wrong. We can be every time fumbling, making the biggest mistake in our life. But you are always a God of a second chance. And God, I want to pray that whatever season in our life that we're going through right now, that the Lord will be with you. As I pray even right now, I just sense in my heart that the Lord is saying to some of you here, you don't need to come forward. Some of you, you are sitting on a wheelchair. You have been sitting on a wheelchair for the longest of time. And you are wondering, God, why are you not answering my prayer? If you are really the God of breakthrough, if you are really the God of promise, then right now in this season in my life, I am like in a wheelchair. God, answer me. This morning, the Lord wants you to know this. The Lord says, I am answering you. I am answering you by not giving in to your prayer requests for now. Because God says, I'm not done with you yet.
If I answer your prayer now, I would have shortchanged you. My son, my daughter, I have something special waiting for you. But I need to get you ready first before I answer your prayer. So the Lord says, there will be breakthrough. But for now, just remain on a wheelchair. Because on this wheelchair, you will understand the meaning of grace. Some of you here this morning, you may be on an electric chair. You may feel condemned, you may feel ugly, you may feel lousy. I just want you to know that a church like Every Nation, it's a church that welcomes everyone. That is why it's called Every Nation. And we need you here in this church because with you in this church, you will help us to understand God a lot better. We will never have a chance to go through the experiences that you have gone through. But don't waste those experiences. Be part of this community. Be part of this life group. If God doesn't condemn, neither do we. But talk to us about God. Tell us about a God that you know so that our life will be enriched. So Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this morning. We ask the Lord you continue to speak to us in every season of our life. We thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.